Listener Production. A massive prelim finals edition of the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Abby Holmes with an exclusive that will blow your mind. We talk recruit of the year, all the news from the Giants, Blues, Lions and Pies coming up next on the Footy Talk podcast. Happy Monday, one and all, Footy Talk time, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. And as always on a Monday, I look across the desk and I am just blessed by the presence of greatness oh. in Abby Holmes. Abby, welcome. Hello. Hello. It is great to be here. And I'm absolutely dirty on myself because I was meant to bring you some carrot cake this morning. Mason Cox, I've, I've spoken about it before. Epic Baker bought some over last night and I forgot it. So my sincerest of apologies. Well, I appreciate that though, because there's only seven slides still the brown low yeah. and I'm having air sandwiches between now and then because I am going to be lean mean fighting <laughs> machine and talking of lean mean especially fighting machines as we look down the line all the way from Perth Western Australia the unofficial mayor Mr Ryan Daniels welcome hey no carrot cake over here either and I'll be at the brown low. I'll be watching your work on the on the blue red what color is the carpet this year Daisy uh, I'm unsure of that and I'm you're working not the red completely carpet. sure that uh, this is not under embargo yet. So, uh, <laughs> sure. Oh, we play. And I don't really care. <laughs> we'll, we give the people uh, we'll an exclusive. Push on. Yes. We'll push on. We love exclusives. Well, while <laughs> hey. we're talking exclusives, <laughs> do I have one for you? <laughs> I'm going to pass this to Abby Holmes because I told her before, but oh. Abs, you can announce it. So this is why I, I could be a journalist, but I'm not. Um, and I, I bring in some news every yes. week. Always full of news for you, Dale Thomas, and then you go to steal it. Well, but, I was borrowing. Not well, st- but borrowing. this is the game. This is the journalist game. I was hung around Jay-Z for too long. Yes. We, and we've seen what happened. He was here. He was yep. one of us. And then he pissed off next door with Pendles. I don't know now, the journalism ways, Ryan well, Daniels. Well, I'm just going to teach you right now. Okay. So before you break this news, you've got to elevate it, right? You've got to make it sound like it is the most important piece of information that has ever been communicated and you need to make it loud and clear that you were the first person to break this story. Well, yes. he's quite right. possibly the biggest name well, it globally. It, it is the biggest name associated with AFL football in the last 20 years and you have an exclusive that we will touch on in just a moment. Okay. Tease That's up. how you tease. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Let's roll on with our finals MVPs for the second week. Rhino, do you want to kick us off? I do, and the perfect way to kick this off is with the great man, the greatest man, Ronald Dale Barassi Mm. Jr. He obviously passed away on the weekend, 87 years old, but I was just saying to the guys on radio over here at Triple M, I was talking about when I first got obsessed with footy when I was eight or nine years old, and I was really big into history at the same time. So I'm reading through all the AFL history books, the VFL history books, and this name just kept popping up, Ron Barassi, Ron Barassi. And I was like, this bloke has literally done everything. Ten flags, three different clubs, plus Sydney. So we'll count it as four different clubs that he influenced directly. And one of the great wrinkles of, of his career too is obviously his old man played for Melbourne. Ron Barassi Sr. Uh, was a fantastic player. Had to go to war because back then that's what happened. You just stopped playing footy to go to war. He was one of the, the, the guys in Tobruk. He was a digger and he passed away. Now, Ron Jr., our Ron Barassi, went and basically lived at Melbourne Footy Club. His mum worked there. It was They were there 
all the time. They raised him, and that was basically how the father-son rule was created mm. because right. at some point Melbourne went, well, we'd love this kid to play for us. He's basically family. Uh, he was tied to Carlton at the time. They went to the VFL, asked for special permission, and in the end the uh, VFL granted it and said, right, we're going to create this rule. Now, he was still young at the time, so there was another player that was the first player to, to be the father-son selection, but he was the second. So it, that's how the rule came about, which I think has some beautiful romance about it. And it just shows, that's just the first way that Ron Barassi changed the game of footy. There's so many ways. I tell you, Sydney Swans probably wouldn't be around right now if it wasn't for him yeah. going up there in the early 90s. And by that stretch, the Giants wouldn't be there either because the reason that they got there was because Sydney was able to foot such a stronghold in the Sydney market. So he's a great man. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we might already know this, but th- that Premiership Cup, there wouldn't be anyone more fitting to have their name on the cup. Mm, very well said. Absolutely beautifully said. And I'll tell you what I've loved as it's been progressing and all the tributes have come in, the sprays that he's given. Oh. The sprays yeah. that he was scathing with the tongue that got the very best out of his players. One of the first sort of manager coaches. Abs, your big ticket item from the week two? Uh, so my MVP for semifinals week two, Toby Bedford's mum. We got mum over here too. How are you? You proud of your son? son? I could not be prouder. I am just like Giants. The Green Army's coming. The Orange Army. Orange Army Army better watch out. You know what? (laughs) I say green. Orange Army better watch out because against Collingwood next next Friday night at the MCG. Collingwood are are quaking because the earth is shaking because the home is to the Giants. How funny was that? Toby Brilliant. Bedford's mum up and about. But what a story he is as well. Obviously went from, from Melbourne, wasn't getting much of an opportunity, was the sub 10 times, I think it was last season, goes over to GWS and now he's playing such a crucial role for them and he's off to a prelim. How good, how good. He's been absolutely brilliant, Rhino. Yeah, fantastic product from the Halls Creek in WA over yeah. here. We'll claim him. Don't you worry about that. Um, he's twitchy. He's he's clever. He's great around goals. He's one of those connector players that if you have them in your team, suddenly everything just looks better and looks mm. sharper. So fantastic for him. His mum is an absolute champion. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we see her celebrating again on Friday night, Daisy. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she'll be uh, commiserating. We love yeah, but, live um, television, don't we? We do. do. Don't, oh. don't be pushing me to be celebrating a GWS uh, win there. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, do to say that again? <coughs> Sorry, I got a bit distracted. I'm trying to get tickets. Um, I'm rolling on to my finals MVP, and this came post-game after the Blues got the job done. De Koning's in the air, everywhere I look around. De Koning's everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother, even better than his dad. There's only one Thomas De Koning. And he's the best one we'll ever have. Robbie Williams singing oh, yeah. Conings in the Air. Oh, just absolutely brilliant. We love that. And if you have been good enough to hang around, Abby Holmes, please lay this exclusive on the people, our fair podcast listeners from Footy Talk. Well, I have good mail that apparently the request has gone into Mushroom. Oh, yes. That if Carlton are to get over the Lions in a preliminary final Saturday twilight in Brisbane, 
The request has gone in to get Robbie Williams out here to be in Australia, to be in Melbourne, to be at the mighty MCG for a, a Carlton Grand Final. Do you think oh he will do God. a rendition of that? Has to. My goodness. It's this... like the killers with Richmond, you know, 2017, how Jack Rewalt's up there. Uh, Jack Rewalt yeah, ruined you that need song to get... for everybody, if unless Blue... you're a Richmond fan. Yeah, 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 sorry about that. But if you are a Blues fan... They get up grand final day, you and Robbie Williams is in the country. Even Robbie, he's such a legend. He would get up. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And and the thing is, like TDK, he said you mentioned Richmond and Jack Revo. I can't hear that song anymore without thinking of Jack Revo. Every time it comes on, it just comes straight into my head. And, and if that happens, Love is in the air. You know, that great John Paul song, Strictly Ballroom, that yep. now belongs to oh, Tom DeConing yep. and Robbie Williams. Dancing that, on a rooftop near a clothesline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that would be magic. It would actually lift the, the MCG would actually lift off of its foundations. How good it was would be De, so cool. DeConing, though? Oh, Opening two goals. That mark. Oh. Yeah. No, he Happened was. Happened right in front of me. And I know that a few people have been off him and sort of waned in their support, but yeah. one man over in Perth has been on him the entire year. Anytime someone's knocked, he's just said, no, <laughs> Sit down, this kid will produce, and he has. I've spent the last 12 months just buying shares in Tom DeConing. I have all of them. I literally have all of them. So he's my man. I've pitched my tent right there with Tom DeConing. I'm on the island. <laughs> That's how excited I am, Daisy. The tent is pitched. Oh, God, Boy, well done, right. Okay. Gone from Strictly Ballroom to Brokeback Mountain real quick. Uh, Abs, we're going to kick it off with your three big points, and one of them you want to talk about a potential recruit of the year. I do, and I'm absolutely wrapped about Blake Aiken. And for me, he has to be in the conversation for one of the recruits of the year. He produced another ripping game on the weekend, 17 disposals, two goals, just his gut running ability as a winger. So often we see him, the last man on defence in their, their first final against Sydney. He had two touches on the line to save goals. Yep. And then he's running up the other end and he's still putting scoreboard pressure on. He has been amazing. And we forget about... He's passed. He's actually quite a journeyman. So 29 games for St Kilda from 2014 to 19. So wasn't getting much of an opportunity there. He then goes over to Fremantle, plays eight games between 2020 and 2022. He's gone to Carlton this year, base, has not missed a game, Rhino, and he's such a critical, critical piece of what the Blues are doing. Yeah, two things to unpack here. That first part there where he's at St Kilda, he's a relatively high draft pick, goes there, and it just, it just doesn't work for him. He, his kicking was suspect. He was a bit of a whipping boy for the St Kilda fans, and I don't think any of them were crying when he left. He was yeah. part of that Brad Hill deal. Um, he goes to Fremantle, and I believe it was him and pick eight, which I think was what got Caleb Sarong. So everybody wins in that trade. Yeah. Uh, and then at Fremantle, he still started slowly, couldn't quite get going. Had a massive breakout year last year was doing that stuff up and down the wing, and everyone was like, wow, Blake Akers, he's exploded. This mm-hmm. just shows you that sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes yeah. you have to wait eight years into your career, and a lot of people have to be patient with you. But he had that one skill, which was he could run all day, and oh, he could yeah. charge up and down the wing. His kicking's still not perfect, but he can kick it long, and he gets it done. So that's fantastic. And secondly, the other part I want to unpack here is, it is one of the pickups of the year. But I don't like the thing where we do 
where we say, oh, Fremantle should have kept him. You know what? I think the best place for, for Blake Akers is Carlton. It's different I think systems as well. Completely and different system. Absolutely. And it's working for him and it's working for them. And, yeah, I'm betting Fremantle would prefer to have him in their side. Uh, but I just think we move forward and we go, right, great work from Carlton to get him. Great work from Blake to play the best footy he's played. What about the banged-up shoulder too? He was carrying yeah. that like a genuine chicken wing. He yeah. could not get it out and then good enough to Hard take the big nails. clunk, kick the goal. So we love that for sure. Mm. Uh, a talking point out of the weekend – was one of the sides that went six love, six love, out in straight sets, and it's an Adelaide side. It is. How flat would Port Adelaide be after the result last week? And Ken Hinckley came out in his press conference and said they never looked like winning that game of footy from the opening bounce. So they had such an unbelievable season. Um, What was it, 13 games or 13 wins in a row? finish top four and then to go out in straight sets. Um, yeah, it's really disheartening. But in saying that, they do have a lot of young players. They Look do. at Jason Horn francis you know, Zach Butters, Connor Rosie, who are now coming into their prime. They're certainly going to be threatening for the years to come, but going out in straight sets certainly hurts. They got a lesson, the young Port Adelaide midfield they that did. we've lauded all season long. We know how good they can be, but they're still a touch light on and yep. When Ollie Wines isn't in the best of form and arguably almost career worst as it stands right now, they got smacked around the footy. They were minus 21 in hitouts, minus 16 in clearance, minus 19 in contested possession and minus 74 in uncontested possession. That is an absolute smacking in and around the footy, but also on the spread. Not good enough. There's no positive way to dress it up for them. They were one of the better teams all year, 17 wins, two home or well, a home final and eliminated in straight sets. That's it's just not good enough. And the worst spare seats in that crowd, which I can't understand as well. Yeah, that was I annoying. don't get that. That was really odd. I mean, where are the Port Adelaide fans? That was your opportunity to show up. Um, so that was really flattening as well. I, I think that they'd be they'd be very disappointed with that season, obviously. Could I just quickly ask the the, the re-signing of Ken Hinckley is still okay with that after a straight sets exit? He got two years? Still uh, yeah, still yeah. absolutely fine yep. with that. His mm. issue is the back line, not what he's teaching them. They had zero defence. We talked yeah. about it a lot last week, how concerned we were. And when Jesse Hogan's kicking 4-4 and Riccardi's having shots left, right and centre, you know they're screaming out for some stability down there. I don't want to harp on too much more on Port, but can I ask you this? The fact that Radagalia, Zerk Thatcher and Sweet from the Western Bulldogs, a backup ruckman who's now probably going to be Port's ruckman, they all made it public last week that they were going to go to Port Adelaide. Mm. How do you feel if you're a Port Adelaide player, if you're a Port Adelaide defender, if you're a Port Adelaide ruckman, if you're Scotty Lysett, if you're one of the key backs, and this is why does that need to come out in the week you're about to play in a very important game? I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but I just found that that's one of those 1% things, which is very strange to me. It's like you're already in this position you finish top four. You got a home final here. You're about to to play for your season, mm. and you're already thinking about next season. And that's fine to do that stuff in the background. But the fact that it was all public, I don't know. That feels a bit odd to me. I, I feel like when other players aren't playing in finals, they're of course looking at their options straight away yeah. because they want yeah. stability in in yeah, what their next move is. But just before I move on to point number three, Travis Boke, could he be playing for another club next year? That would break my heart. And he's been such a, a an integral part of Port Adelaide for a very, very long time. If he didn't get to say goodbye to the Port Adelaide fans after the loss on the weekend because he doesn't know where he sits and what's going to happen, like, I I don't think that's fair. Surely he's closer to understanding than we may think, though. Yeah. I I would believe so because if it was going to be, if you're in discussions and it's more likely no, I reckon Port Adelaide are big enough and also in that sort of respectful way would have said, mate, this is it for us. Mm. Like the fans love you. They want to celebrate you as much as anyone. Yeah. 
you know, this could be it. So you'd hope that isn't the case. Yeah, but mm. do, do you then get a final game? That's what I'm saying. Like, does he announce it before or not? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho, well, plenty what, more to move on. Uh, you want to talk about... Point number three. A, a colour. I love this. Just it's a colour. a big, big sound. <laughs> From the West If you haven't listened, if you haven't YouTube, Big Big Sound Remix, get that on because that just gets you going. But Toby Green, we love Toby. Oh, Toby, never call again. We love Toby, but he is a finals player, big yeah. game, and you love it. I love it. All-Australian captain this year, which is one of the greatest appointments um, considering where he's come from and how far he has come throughout his journey. But what I loved and what I want to touch on here is what he said post-game, I I think it was to to Mark Soderstrom. The Soderstrom. The Soderstrom. Surely he has another deal with them. He he stated that they're coming home to the MCG. This is a side that has won, was it 11 11 venues venues. around the country this year? Anytime, anywhere. But that language is already playing mind games with Collingwood, I think, to say, I'm coming home, we're coming home. The orange tsunami is home at the MCG. They fear no one. And if you are Collingwood, uh, who also fear no one, they just trust their system implicitly. Yes. This is going to be an absolute belter. Both sides give you a chance to score, but both sides potentially can score at will. That is going to be one hell of a Friday night. Friday night for the MCG. Rhino, D's oh boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so the D's straight sets exit, second year in a row. It is hard to fathom a team with that much talent. I know things happen in a season. Injuries happen in a season. Uh, Personnel, you know, some guys can have the year of their life. Some guys can regress in form. Uh, The the Grundy thing just did not work, not even a little bit, not even 5%, and it didn't work for anybody, and obviously that is going to be a parting of ways. He'll go to probably Sydney and, and, and maybe have a fresh start and be their lead ruckman, and that's great for him. But where does it leave Melbourne? So they need to go back to the draw. Board. Clearly, the issue is their forward line. They have a great midfield. They have a fantastic ruckman. They, they've got amazing key defenders. And they have some stuff up forward, but it doesn't seem to function correctly. Now, they're going to get Shane McAdam from Adelaide, by all accounts. He's a nice player. He is not going to fix everything. So... My question to you guys is, what can they do? Is There's no – to me, there's no button you can hit to go, right, let's just go and get uh, Tom Hawkins or let's go and get Harry Mackay or let's go and get Nick Larkin. You can't do that. So what can they do to fix this issue? Because it's the thing that stops them the last couple of years. Well, Van Royen certainly looks like the likely forward for the Ds, mm. but he's only in his second year. So yep. he's going to take another kind of two, three years of development because – that's just the way that it is for key forwards. It's very rare that they come in ready to play. Um, I love the way that he crashes packs and brings the ball to ground for the smalls, but they certainly do need somebody that that's ready to go for next season. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this yesterday with Nate Jones and I, and he was raising the point that Van Royen needs to be your man. So you need to go out and say to the Melbourne faithful, look, we're going to persist with this kid because going forward, he's our number one. And yes, yep. he might have some wavering in performance, but we're going to stick by him regardless. Yeah. And we're going to let him learn in the toughest way possible, which is playing against the best defender mm. week in, week out. So accept that. But if this club wants to go forward, it's going to almost be on the back of him and his presence because their forward line is shot to bits. They had opportunities. And again, their goal kicking is probably one of the other issues. Statistically. Kick themselves out of it the first week of finals. Kick themselves out of it again on the weekend. How did they lose these two games? When you're looking at the stats, right? 
the inside 50s plus 32 against Collingwood and lose that game yeah. and then another 17 behinds on the weekend. They they kicked themselves out of it, as you said. They certainly did. The Giants are we talking about and it's hard not to get on board because wow. the big sound just gets stuck in your head a little bit. <laughs> but you want to give homage to their social media team. I do. You know, like we talk about Tom Green, fantastic player. We talk about Toby Green, wonderful, wonderful player. Sam Taylor, Probably the best fullback in the competition. If not, he's in the top three. But I think their MVP is their social media team. These guys. If I was running a football club, if I was running the media department of a football club, the first thing I would do is I would call whoever's running that social media platform for the the GWS Giants and say, what are you getting paid? Because we're about to double it. Yes. Give them a raise. They are amazing. What that does for the noise, for the fans. I mean, is it the same person who was running the whole big, big sound meme thing two or three years ago? Because that was unbelievable as well. They just get it. If If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour. Get on Instagram. Get on Twitter. Whatever or X, whatever it's called these days. Have a look and just sit TikTok. They are hilarious. Like it is. It is absolute gold. They took down Ken Hinckley on the weekend. Got him compared to Barbie. There's a Mr Bean skit in there somewhere. Oh, I was going to say the Mr Bean one is my favourite. When he gets on a plane. He goes to turn right. They say, no, 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 you're in first class. And then he gives <laughs> the so old, good. yeah, sucked in to everybody nah, in the cattle brilliant. class. Even the Tom Green smoke stuff, like embracing all that. I love it. They're doing a fantastic job. Whatever they're getting paid, someone needs to double it yes. and get them to their club. Absolutely love that. Uh, oh, I like this one a lot. Me too. Yeah. My third point is that the prodigal son has oh. returned. Oh. The man Woo-hoo. who will lead them. Look up, lads. You said the lights. <laughs> That's just Nick Dacos opening his front door. There he is. He's back. He's going to play on Friday night, all confirmed by Collingwood. He's ready to Love rumble. This. That is a massive inclusion. You can't really have a bigger inclusion this season. He's still the Brownlow favourite, deservedly so. That is going to, for me, that if it was a 50-50 game, which I'm not sure it was, but this tips it into Collingwood's favour either way. So I would say that they're now uh, in the box seat to win this game. How will Nick play? He hasn't played in, what, five, six weeks? Mm. So he's got a bit of work to do. But if anyone was going to be able to perform off uh, off no play-in, I would say that Nick Dacos is the guy. Could be the difference. Could be the difference. A fresh Nick Dacos coming up against a GWS side that's a little bit beaten up, gone the long way. Could be the difference, and we can't wait to watch a superstar do their thing. Really good start from you, team. Hang around. Plenty more to come. I'll give you my top three, plus Ryan will go through all the big news in the AFL. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the Footy Talk Podcast for your Monday. We punch on with the top three big things and I'm, well, the ball has landed in my lap and I'm going with the Lions pressure. Not the pressure they're bringing, but the pressure they are under. This is a side that was dominant week one. They've been unbelievable at the Gabba all season long. There's an expectation that they've come up against the banged up blues and just roll out and I think we all think that they will be getting it done. The weight of pressure reminds me of 2021 when the Western Bulldogs went over to Port Adelaide and it was meant to be a sit-and-steer job and bang, before you knew it, that game was done. Bailey Smith smacked him in the face, smacked didn't he? Him. But I agree. And I think that anything less than a grand final appearance for the Lions this year is a complete and utter fail. So there is so much pressure on them because they have been such a competitive side for so long. They're in their prime window. Oh. If they do not take this opportunity on Saturday then I am of the opinion that it will be a failed season. 
you only get so many chances. Like you can say, yes, they've got talent. They'll be good again next year. But things happen. Injuries happen. Form happens. Things change. Like you only get your window open for so long. This is their best chance, a home preliminary final yep. against a team that has had to guts it out for the last 12, 13 weeks. Carlton have got momentum, but they're also probably a little bit knackered. They have had to play above themselves for this mm. whole stretch. They're going over to Bri- very hard to play at Brisbane. It's sweaty, particularly at night. Tough conditions. That ball will be all over the place. They have to win this game. They absolutely have to win this game. And then they have to show up to the grand final and not get flogged. They have to to be in that game too. This is, out of all of these clubs, they have the most pressure. And I don't think it's even close. But the Lions have not lost at the Gabba this year. So their form says... Yeah, that's the pressure I'm talking about, yes. though. They know this. Everyone's spoken it's about it. It's a little bit like the MCG hoodoo. If they do get through, we've spoken about it. We'll just be sitting there subliminally just eating away at their brains. And if the Blues start hot, oh, boy. The once Blues that have nothing. Goes, yeah, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, we love that. Oh God, that's going to be a huge watch. Oh. Second point is teams become like their coach. And I was big on this uh, when Michael Voss started. I put something out on the Instagram, a famous uh, clip of he in 2002 or 2003 where he came flying out of the middle. He and Scotty Burns banged into each other. Simon Black picks up the ball, kicks a goal. And in that point, Michael Voss, instead of going to celebrate, went straight up to Scott Burns who tried to put a hit on him and just got in his face. Big presence just said, if that's what you want, I've got heaps of it. The way the Blues have turned this around, they've stuck the course, they've stuck fat. But you see on the weekend, Doherty's shoulder comes out, Aker's shoulder comes out. Everybody was still just hard and tough, a little bit of that dog in them that we love. It's brilliant to watch, and I love the fact that that's the difference in when you get a Michael Voss into your football And that, that quote from Michael Voss in his press conference post-game about Doc, just saying he looked at him and said, have you got anything? Like, what are you going to give me? And Doc just said, I'm going to give you everything yeah. that I possibly can. Oh. Like, you just get the sense that these Blues players, yes, banging the chest, but they're playing for Vossi as well. And what better person to be guiding them through this? Voss played in 19 finals. He won 15 of them, and he won three flags. Like, he is the leader of this footy club that has so much experience in, in the heat of the game. I feel like Voss, the player, sometimes gets underrated. Like, I think because maybe he played his whole career in Brisbane and, like, he was in that same era with Buckley and Hurd and he was every bit as good as those guys. Like, he, he was a phenomenal player, like, a leader like no other. And you're right, Days. I think they are starting to play with that fire, with that um, there is absolutely no prisoners. We will give every single thing we have. So it's fantastic to see. And I'm happy for Voss because I know he, he desperately wanted to be a coach for so long. He went and did the hard work over in Adelaide uh, and then he's gotten a second chance, almost got the arse. And pushed through and has now provided what has been probably the best Carlton season in a very, very long time. So hats off to Vossi. Well done to them all. My last point, I've got a bit of a infatuation with this song at the minute. It's become my gym pump-up song at like 5.30 when I'm going to bash some pads and hit some people in the face at boxing. Alanis Morissette, ironic. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? But you watch on the weekend. Isn't what did the D's need most? A forward who could line. kick goals. Yeah. yeah. What do they watch on Saturday night? Jesse Hogan kicked oh, four goals. Yeah. Four. And I know this is a long way away and you sort of go, what could have been? What could have been? But then you come up this weekend, GWS Giants coming up against the Pies. Who's one of the Pies' faster forwards who's been brilliant? Bobby, Bobby Hill. Bobby. Bobby Hill. Isn't it <laughs> ironic? And then you go, the Blues, where are they going? To Brisbane. Up to Brisbane. Who's one of the best players to ever come out of Brisbane? 
Michael, Michael Voss. Voss. Yeah. So there is just little bits. Are you going to say Sam Doherty? You're no, probably, no, 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 no. Probably I'm, not the best player to ever come no, out of Brisbane. No, no, I said Doc came out of Brisbane though he as did. well. Yes. So the little yeah. bit of irony in all of this, the little bit of side by play, if you will, is going to be absolutely huge. It's like a black fly in your Chardonnay. <laughs> That's beautiful. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Narratives are the best part of finals footy. There's always links. There's always ways you can find, as you say, Voss, you can say Doherty. There's always little links along the way, stories that this is how it, they come about. You know, Bobby Hill hadn't left GWS. Conley would get this far. He's been fantastic in the last couple of games. It's That's the best part of the finals, the little stories underneath. It's it, it, We are so close. to. T- this is the best weekend of the year for me as well, by the way, before we go. 100%. That prelim, it's the people's weekend, 100%. Yeah. Uh, cannot wait. And uh, you guys knew how pumped up I was when it's Sunday night at 9.30 and I'm sending oh. pump-up texts to try and get you to <laughs> run through walls. Uh, some newsy stuff before we wrap up what's been a massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast. The AFL's ticked off on the weedering management and around the blues, we expect Harry Mackay and Jack Martin to come back in. Yeah, those guys will both jump straight into the team, which is tough for for some guys who are going to miss out. It's going to be a really tight squeeze. Um, And in terms of the weedering stuff, yeah, it didn't look great, but the Blues were adamant that it was a throat injury and maybe a little bit of a neck injury and that it was nothing to do with their head. Uh, And the AFL has said, no, we're okay with that. Everybody's clear. So there'll be no Port Adelaide situation where there's a big fine coming for anybody um, and players have to miss. Weedering will play on, on Saturday night, which is great for them. Hopefully all that went above board, and I'm sure it did, given the AFL ticked off on it. Now, I'm no medico. I'm going to put mm-hmm. that out there straight away. But even the the hit with Paddy Cripps with Cozzy Pickett, mm. I was obviously on the boundary at that moment and Paddy Cripps came off, popped some bloody stuff in his nose to stop it from bleeding and went straight back out again. Was that something that potentially could have warranted a concussion test? Well, you would have thought so. They said it was a nose issue mm. rather than a head. No, the head, the nose is on the head. Last time I checked, I was doing that with my kids the other day. The hip bone's connected to the, you know, the nose I'm pretty sure is on the head. I don't know. It, it did feel like both of those guys should have done concussion tests. Yeah. I, I'm not a doctor. You know, mm. I don't know. The, the, the in, Inside those rooms, who knows what happened? Maybe they did look at it very closely. I don't want to speculate. Um, but it's been, everything's been ticked off. I'm Hopefully sure everybody did the right thing. talking about. I didn't see the weedering incident no, 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 but this, no, right uh, here, I'm bringing this up though. Big Kieran Pre- Briggs, No, Rhino. listen, prelim final weekend though, any injury, any head knock, anything is huge. It is. So that's why, you know, there's so many players, Luke Hodge, a big advocate for the the. The grand the final, off. the week yeah. off before the buy. So watch this space for anything that happens in the prelim. Will do. Uh, Kieran Briggs from the GWS Giants becoming one of their critical parts in that yeah. hog. Couldn't get his arm around teammates during the song. Expected to still play, you believe? Yeah, he's a big, tough boy. Kieran Briggs signed a contract extension last week as well. He's been a phenomenal story. They were desperate for a ruckman. Turns out they had one as their third stringer. And then he just pops up and he suddenly becomes a bit of a star this year. So, no, nah, he'll be fine. As we're saying, the preliminary final, you get up for it. I'm sure he'll have about 35 jabs in that shoulder this week and before the game. Um, but he'll be there and he'll be strong. The good thing for them is they do have Matty Flynn as a backup, who's a pretty serviceable backup ruckman too. So, um, fingers crossed for Briggsy, but I think he'll play. And this time of year, there's always a bit of heartache and heartbreak and at the pies it's Taylor Adams he will miss with a hammy but also news uh, has come in of the big obviously passing of Ron Barassi but also Kevin Cowboy Neal has passed away age 78. 
Yeah, really sad story. And obviously such a big part of St Kilda's only premiership. I think he kicked five that day. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he was one of the big performers on that day. Uh, and he's been a long time. I, I read a quote from him yesterday where he said that, you know, the guys in that St Kilda team, they they were sick of being the only flag winners. They wanted to be the first, not the only. Uh, really proud St Kilda man. So that's a really sad story on the same weekend as Ron Barassi mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, really, really flattening news we there. We send our love and best wishes to all of them. Before we let you go, Two big games this week. Your tips, Rhino? Uh, I'm going to tip Collingwood Carlton. I'm tipping the Daisy mm. Cup. Imagine the cashies. No, no, no. It'll oh. all be above ward. Just My goodness. goodness. Yes. Um, you? Um, Collingwood, Brisbane. Oh, you're taking the easy off. The I believe the in a dream. The Lions are going to take that step. One team, caffeine and a dream. That is us. Hey, this has been the Footy Talk Podcast Massive Edition. If you've got a question, jump on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, a couple of the Saints favourites, Joey and Rui. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Listener.